0: All right, everybody. Welcome back to the best hour of their day. Fern here. I am here with my good buddy and uh, longtime friend, Mr. Paul Tremblay. And if you guys don't know who Paul Tremblay is, you may have seen him at the games. He's how many? How many years have you done the demo team, Paul?
1: Oh man, the demo team five times. I've been on a demo team more more times than I've competed.
0: Which one's worse? Uh.
1: Like, on the body or on the yeah. ego? on the ego, the demo team is pretty For tough.
0: sure, yeah. I think I, yeah. I, I totally get that. Where you're like, you really just want to be <laughs> on the other side of that. But, like, I, I don't – the demo team doesn't seem super fun a lot of the time. Like
1: No, like, we – yeah. It, I mean, Dave puts us
0: to the for
1: sure. Uh, it, it actually was worse when we were in California. Because a lot of the workouts were were, you know, being tested hours or days before the event. <laughs> right. Yeah. Whereas now, you know, he'll have some people up at the ranch early in the year to test a bunch of workouts and then come Madison. We'll, we'll just tweak a few things, but it's not that
0: it's not that physically demanding anymore. Uh, I'll be sure to let Dave know. Uh, so, you can yeah, yeah, that yeah. up for you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, so most of you guys in the CrossFit community, like, yeah, I know Paul, but uh, so we're not going to talk a ton about the games. You are going to talk about. So, he is uh, on the seminar staff. He is an affiliate owner in Ottawa. Did I say that right? Is it Ottawa? I, I can't get that. Yeah, yeah, Ottawa, Canada. You got okay. it. No, I can't. It, right <laughs> on. <laughs> um, but he owns uh, CrossFit NCR. And how long do you guys had your affiliate for? Since
1: 2013. So, early 2013. Uh, okay. Around, yeah, February, March.
0: Okay. And yeah, then coming up on
1: six, seven years. Yeah.
0: And then how many years on seminar staff? I think about the same as me. Four. Okay. All right. So yeah, I got on staff day.
1: in 2015.
0: Okay. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Cause I was like 2013. Got it. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, so I do have a question. Which one are you yeah. more proud of? Are you more proud of making it to the games or being on seminar staff? Oh man, what a, That's question. a tough question.
1: That's a great way to start. Man, I'll be honest with you making it to the games. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I think uh I think making it to the games I'm I'm pretty proud of. I think looking back uh in a couple of years or in ten years, twenty years, maybe I'll all have a different different point of view or a different mindset. But uh I think qualifying we'll for the CrossFit games when I did in twenty fourteen or twenty twelve and then twenty fourteen um Pretty damn proud of that. Pretty damn proud of that uh, athletic um, uh, accomplishment.
0: I mean, you um, should be. I'm not. I'm not downplaying yeah. the games at all. Like that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. legit. So
1: it's it, you know what's funny for is I man I have a conversation often with people uh, close to me that you know what are you most passionate about is is are you most passionate about coaching or are you most passionate about competing and I don't have an answer really I, it's, it's tough for me. It's a gray area. I love both so much, and I get so much out of both that it's, I, I I wouldn't be able to say and I think the answer sometimes is like, hey, if I had to pick one thing for the rest of my life, I either coach people for the rest of my life or I, I'm either I can either train for the rest of my life.
0: Well, the I, problem sometimes... with that is one of those is not realistic though, <laughs> it's like it's kind of exactly, like cheating, exactly. you know
1: yeah. Oh. So, oh, so maybe, really okay, cool. give me for the next five years. You can only train or only coach. I only train.
0: I think that's fair because you're still yeah. cap- capable of doing that. Like I'm well past that. I was actually talking about this the other day with somebody how – and I think – and you, you might feel a little bit the same way, but probably not. So like I have kind of lost the passion for competing, and I think it's largely mm-hmm. due to the fact that like I played basketball. Like I was only ever involved in team sports – And I, I missed that. Like, I don't involve just punishing myself for no particular reason. Like, it was always because I was on a team. And I know you Mm -hmm. played hockey, or hockey, if I say hockey, hockey, whatever
1: you want.
0: (laughs) Um, But like, if I was to, if like the only way I would like get back into training and like really hit it hard is if I was on a team of some sort, like that's the only Mm -hmm. thing that would get me to like get up early, start training, like, like start like full blown weighing and measure my food again like that's I think that's the only thing that would get me to do it.
1: Yeah. And and if you relate that to CrossFit, then that's probably what a lot of guys are doing, right? Like a lot of guys are going from that individual, uh, competing to, Hey, let's just hop on a
0: team and, and that's
1: what can keep me going in training. Uh, but well I
0: think I think right. a, I think initially it was because people thought it was easier, but I don't think that's the case anymore.
1: No, it's definitely not. It's definitely not it well statistically speaking, it's harder to go to get to the games on a team than, than it is a, as an individual now. Right? Because, because there's less
0: opportunities.
1: Yeah, less opportunity yeah. and less people who actually qualify and you have to win an event whereas you you know it's not just winning your country or you know, qualifying through the open or finishing tenth at an event that 10 games athletes are there and are qualifying ahead of you not that that's uh bad just there's just less yeah. chances of getting there um but there's something to be said about that that team aspect of of training man and, and you you felt it in team sports and I've I've never done any individual sports really aside from I have
2: yeah
1: and golf I'm, I'm not a good golfer I just do it for fun but you know competitively never done anything as an individual so that's why I like the crossfit individual career or whatever that i had um it was it was definitely something different but the beauty of that is you're always training with people right? like even though yeah. you're an individual you're always yeah. trying to train with other people so you, can, you still get that camaraderie aspect and you know getting put in training so you're you can almost feel like you're on a team but when you're on the floor you're definitely not
0: yeah yeah, I just uh I just have a hard time like pushing past some of those like pain points because I'm like, what is this for? Like I'm not like I'm not mm-hmm. gonna win anything. Like nobody's depending on me over here. So I'm just like mm-hmm. uh and I'm also just not that fit anymore. So that makes it easier to not compete <laughs> too. So um the, the, the body has made the decision for you. Oh yeah, dude. I'm 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 totally fine with uh relative intensity these days. Yeah. Um so your business partner. Pete yeah. Shaw, who I want to have on the podcast as well, just qualified mm-hmm. for the game speaking. of Yeah, that. he
1: did in Argentina. Yeah.
0: And uh, are, you, are you, are you going to give it, are you still giving it a shot? Like what is your goal to try to get there this year?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it still is. It's, it's awkward, man. Like in my head, I, I, I have these battles that, you know, do I still want to go? Do I still want to compete? Uh, Is it still like a, a real goal of mine? And I think it is like, I just still really enjoy competing. Like, the training aspect is, is fun, and I think I'll always enjoy training uh, and training with a purpose, but um, yeah. the the competition aspect of being on the floor is just like such a – it's a wild high. And it's yeah. like I'm, I'm almost like addicted to it, and that's why, like, I did so many sanctioned events last year just because I had so much fun. How you many know? did so, you do? I did four last year. That's a lot, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know, and it's crazy because when, the, when they announced the sanctioned events, I'm like, this is stupid. Why the hell would you want to compete so much? You know, because I was always used to – I would never do any other competitions but regionals yeah. and then hopefully the games. So, you know, I had that mindset of, like, you can't – why would you compete so much in a year? And I remember these guys that would go to Waterpalooza and Dubai even before the, these sanctioned events and get all these competitions under their belt before regionals. And in hindsight, I probably should have done that. I probably should have just competed a little bit more. Uh,
0: that's an interesting. That's an interesting take because there's very few other sports where you I, like the Olympics is probably like the closest thing where like you just train for like one opportunity. Like in every other yeah. sport, like I've got a season. Like I'm gonna play. I'm gonna do my preseason. I've got my conference or whatever it is, and then I've got potentially the playoffs and then into a championship. And it's like, yeah. what you? I would never practice mm-hmm. basketball f- like for a year to play one game and then hope that went well. I'll be like, shit. i yeah. mean, like, this is like flipping a coin. I could just have a bad game. So yeah, it's interesting like, to hear you say that.
1: Yeah. That's why like, I think the regional format, you know, rest in peace was <laughs> so awesome. You know, the yes. stakes were so high. I've, you know, I did all the sanctioned events last year and no sanctioned event felt like regionals in terms of, of it's do or
0: die stakes.
1: Yeah, it was do or die. It was wild. It was like, and if you made it to the games, it was like, you had one shot of going and you, you hit it. Like, that's, that's why, like, you know, that's huge. And that's why the, the, the regionals was fun.
0: But I do, I do agree that it does make it more exciting. I just don't, from an athlete standpoint, I'm like, I just don't know that it's fair. Like, it's just like, man, there's some people that probably you know, could be there and could perform well that, that are not, uh, which is why I, I do like the, which is why I do like the sanctional format uh, a lot more. But on, on that same token, like when you get to the games, like that's the playoffs, like you don't get us. I love the cuts. Like, like that's like, so I look at sanctionals like that's your season and you can have bad mm-hmm. games throughout your season. Once you get yeah. to the games, like you I don't I think you've lost the right to have a bad game like in the playoffs anywhere else. Like if you lose, like yeah. that's it. Like you just dial, you know, just suck it up and get ready for next year. So yeah, see I do.
1: Yeah, it's 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 become like qualifying for the games was like, Oh my god, that's amazing. You you're going to the games, that's great. And now it's not like, oh, you qualified for the games? Cool. How far did you get?
2: Yes. You know? Yeah.
1: How far did you get at the CrossFit Games? Because, like, yeah, Yeah. you got your name on your jersey, but did you go home after one workout? Yeah. At the end of the day, like, was that worth it? I was talking to to someone this week. I'm like, I don't know what I would – if you told me you could go to the Games, but you'll get cut first workout, I don't know if I'd say yes. Like, I don't know if I would go. You know?
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, I get what they're doing, and I think long-term it's going to be great. But I I agree with you. I'm just kind of like, man, I got there for one – I got there – it's like – it's like, just get like if it's one of those things where just get blown up on day one. It was like, man, I don't like. I was embarrassing. Like, why do even show up here? You know, like.
1: Yeah, I would. That that would. Uh, I'd I'd feel terrible. And I know, like, I know some guys that have, that happened, and, and they did feel terrible. You know, and and they're it's it's fueled their season going forward for sure.
0: But, and that's why yeah. that's why I think long term, it's a good thing that exposure yeah, yeah, is going yeah. to drive training and adaptation in, in a lot of those like newer areas For and sure. countries and stuff like that. I think it's gonna be cool. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely I, I, that's a funny way to look at it is like, you made of the games? Well, how far? Because that tells me something entirely different. It's just like, yeah, okay, cool. Um, yeah. But I also think it's cool. Because like, I like the fact that a lot of those old scenarios where like the leader can can basically like tank for a couple days and then make it up on the back end I was just like man if you're that bad at something like I don't know that you should go to the next round
1: you okay. know so well, I mean you give the lecture right
0: yeah I back mean,
1: across all listen tests. and does everyone does that if everyone doesn't perform the same test yeah Then you know is it really or do we really have who we have at the end of the weekend
0: I mean, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 So I definitely think there's like, I think a lot of it doesn't change. It just creates more excitement. So like, I think largely, largely there's five to seven guys who are actually there to, to play and everybody Mm. else is there for, uh, potentially like making it another day. But, um, but yeah, but I, I do like the fact that like, if, one of those athletes, like a Frazier or somebody else has a bad day that like, that could bump you out. Like, yeah, that could, that could be it for you, which exactly. I think is
1: fair. So you, anyway, Do you remember Savon's videos? Savon's like behind the scenes videos at regionals and everything.
0: Yeah. 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 Which that one? He yeah. Oh,
1: so he, he, well, he just used to go around and he asked, like, yeah. do you think you can win the CrossFit games? And um, he would just ask people. And then he was waiting for that one person to say like, no, I don't think I can. And to to be really honest, like, hey, no, I don't. You know what? I don't think I can beat Frazier. Yeah, yeah. You know, of the guys who were qualifying, I remember talking yeah. to him behind the scenes, like, hey, has anybody said they can't yet? Because that's what they're thinking.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: You're <know, like, laughs> you bullshitting
0: me. Like you can see it in their eyes. Like I mean, like I'm yeah. I'm sure I'm sure No Olson is a is a good dude, but like this from from years of competing, like you know, two decades of competing at a pretty high level. What I saw, I'm not saying this is accurate, but what I saw is like, he actually wanted no business with that leader, that leader Jersey. Like he did not, yeah. he was not comfortable being chased. That's what I saw yeah, yeah, on yeah. his face on the floor. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I get it, dude. Cause Frazier was the complete opposite. Look like he looked like he would have knifed his mom to, to, to win. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. yeah no, nobody wants to be chased think, by that
1: guy. I think there's, de- there's definitely a couple of guys at the top that, that truly believe they can win it. And, and it's possible, but 90% of the, of the games, of the games athletes are like, nah,
0: no, nah, I'm just here. I probably, I'm here to I get probably some, can't beat him. I'm here to yeah. get some cool gear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe let's, let's finish this top as, as high as we can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. So now how, in, in, if at all, how has yeah. being an athlete helped you as a coach and in your affiliate? Because I typically would look at that as almost a detriment. Yeah. But I'm curious as yeah, to what your thoughts are on that.
1: I think like um so me qualifying for the games like 6 years ago now almost um what it's done for for me as a coach is it's opened up a lot of doors so like I I yeah. I was able to meet a lot of great people and through that like as soon as I had the opportunity to talk to someone that could get me on staff I I made it happen right so and I don't think that those opportunities would have come if I hadn't been in the games, maybe they would have, but in a different way. So for example, like when I was at the game, the after party, I remember talking to EC, yep. you know, and I, and I met EC and we just started chatting and then I said, Hey, I'd love to, to get on staff. It's, it's been something I have wanted to do. And then phone sent me an email, you know, a couple emails down. And a couple months later I have an internship and, you know, it's so like in terms of being an athlete and going to the cross for games, the doors that that's open for for me as a coach um that's definitely,
0: definitely yeah nice. i and definitely think it's i definitely think it's one of those things where like if if that if you have aspirations to do other things and you don't utilize that notoriety like i think that's foolish um yeah but uh it, wait yeah. uh, the other question i have is is it true that during your internship you overhead squatted a participant in one of the after parties or not the after party but after yeah, the, yeah, one of the social.
1: socials yeah 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 so Intern one. Um, and like, you know how it is like intern one, like you gotta, you know, you just gotta be there and and, yeah. and don't be a nuisance and just be part of the team. And I knew Jason and I knew like, uh, McDonald's. And I knew the other guys on staff too already. So I was already very comfortable with everyone. And, and yeah. I was, I would think I was pretty much fresh off the invitational. Okay. Um, so it was like right after the invitational. So, you know, CrossFit news, like clean and jerk, a shitload of weight, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so these girls were like asking, like, hey, can we take a picture with you? And like, yeah, take a picture. And then um uh, one girl was like, My friend wants you to overhead squatter. And I remember I'm an intern. I got the black shirt, like I looked at Jason and he's like leaning back. You know how Jason like he's like leaning back, he's like, Yeah. Sure, go go
0: ahead. <laughs> that raspy ass voice.
1: Yeah, I'm like, all right. So overhead squatted uh, a couple, of pre- and then like two other girls were like, "Oh, I want to do it too." And,
0: yeah. That's great. Yeah, just for, for. I love
1: spending. hearing.
0: I love hearing Jomo tell that story. He's just like, "Yeah, I think Trombley is going to be a good addition to the team if he can make it through." <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. One of the internships was with Jomo too, and that's another funny one. It's like he was into kettlebells a lot. Yeah at that time and um I was still like you know competing a lot and I wanted to like train hard at lunch and he like took out some kettlebells and we started doing like halos and stuff and I know I'm I'm a rookie so I'm like I shut my mouth and I just grabbed the kettlebell and I just started doing fucking halos and whatever (laughs) and then we did like this little workout Anyways, I remember thinking like what the hell but,
0: but shut your mouth and just follow the, <laughs> follow the flow master. That's great. Yeah. Well, yeah. so on that note, I think it's funny when people don't recognize that. Yeah. Like they come recognize on, like, oh. well, they recognize that like your, like sometimes your job is to follow other people's lead where it's just like, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to do my own thing. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> probably not a good idea.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, and that doesn't usually happen when people have played sports their whole life. I know. Or like team sports. Yeah, that that team mentality that that you have on staff is very similar to to what we had growing up in in our team sports. Um, but yeah, if you know, you got to know how to be a rookie. You got to know how to how to take know your, orders, even even though you, yeah.
0: Know your role. <laughs>
1: you got to know your, role. Yeah, <laughs> know, know know your role. role.
0: yeah. Know your role. Know your role. Um. Yeah. So I want to talk, we talked about a little bit about it um, when I did the podcast with you and Pete, uh, the NCR podcast, uh, but I wanted to dive a little bit deeper because I wanted to talk about, so there's not a ton of people on seminar staff who've been to the game, just like a handful, Mm -hmm. you know, like the games kind of as it currently exists. I mean, I mean like post 2012. Um, Mm -hmm. And kind of at what point did you kind of make that decision that you really wanted to be not just a good athlete, but you wanted to really dive into the coaching aspect to be like a world class coach?
1: Um, man, when I, when I did my, my level one, I, I remember seeing the guys up there and, and thinking, you know, these guys are so good at what they do and you know, how you feel at your level one. It's like, I wanted to be the person giving that feeling to other people. Yeah, and I didn't really think. I, I did think, obviously, like I want to become a better coach and and all that stuff. But I've always kind of thought that I would maybe make a teacher one day. So and that was kind of the path I was on originally in high school and a little bit in university. Um, so it's it's like when I saw that and I saw the guys at the front and how good they were and how it was molding fitness and teaching and coaching, I was just thinking like this is this is something I got to do. Yeah. Right? So. And, and in turn, how that helped my affiliate is, is wildly invaluable. Like, Or you, know, you can't put a value to it. It's yeah. insane what, what I think me getting on staff has done for, for the gym. Um, just in terms of how many amazing people um, you meet. Like yeah. everyone on staff, staff is just so awesome. You learn something every single weekend. You know, you're, you're not the best coach on staff every single weekend, right? Mm-hmm. You're getting feedback. You're, and there's something to be said about doing a job while someone is watching you. You know, no one's watching you at your affiliate. You know, it's just you, people are get, just getting used to, to, to getting to routines and, you know, just staying normal, staying, yeah. you know, not getting better as coaches. And it's just that's remotely impossible if you're on staff. Even yeah. if you just work once a month, like I don't work that often, you know I got my my sheet in the mail uh, the other day. I've only worked 65 seminars right like I was actually kind of surprised like that's not that much I, yeah. you know, I'm a, about a 15 a year okay and even with that, like what I've been able to learn and what I've been exposed to in terms of flow masters and coaches and you know you're all affiliate owners too yeah, how I many Saturday nights you you've made this podcast for exactly this, right? Like Saturday night dinners and shooting this shit with other affiliate owners, like the amount of ideas that I've had for the affiliate and, and how to develop new coaches and, and bring people on board with you. Like all of that just stems from, you know, basically having mentors that that have done it before me.
0: How did, when you, cause I always like to figure out like, was there something that you did? So, cause coaches always ask, they're like, hey, so obviously the, the question comes up, you know, I, I want to wear the red shirt. I want to be on staff. Mm-hmm. And when you kind of made that decision, like, was there something that you started doing in the affiliate every day? They they're like, okay, this is what I need to get. Like how did you start to essentially get better at like teaching, seeing and correcting?
1: Um, I, uh, I just think it, I just started thinking about it more. So one kind of big milestone for me was obviously doing my level two and yep. realizing that I was a shitty coach. So, <laughs> and, and like, obviously that was eye opening. and coming back to the affiliates, always thinking like, I'm not that good. Like yeah. I was just told and I was just shown what a good coach is. Like I, I just saw it and this is not what I'm doing. So, and that was basically it, right? The, yeah. um, the seeing correcting issue was, was what we see on, uh, at level twos, right? And, yeah. and that's usually the case. So that, that was the same thing for me. I remember Austin, I had it with, uh, I took it with Maliolo. you know, taking me, taking my hand through the circle and saying, like, what do you see in this spot? What do you see? And I remember thinking, like, I got nothing to say to this guy. And I run an affiliate. I'm telling you, man, like, I run an <laughs> affiliate. Like, I think I'm a good coach. Like, we're successful so far so it was basically taking that with me after like I need to watch people move and that's when I started like really diving into to uh to the movements to, to how to make people better like in that moment like I just started getting obsessed with like I'm gonna watch someone move and I'm gonna find something like I don't think I had that sort of mindset before that and that was that was a big turning point for me just that level of been realizing I'm I'm shitty and there's always going to be someone better. And and how do you get better? You just every single time you watch someone move, you got to think about it.
0: The I've always struggled with because people ask me the same thing, and I'll give them drills and and different things to do. But mm-hmm. I always I always come back to the almost the same thing, which is you have to try harder. You have to hi, You have to try harder as a coach. And we see this at level twos. And I, cause I did, I've done two level twos in the past 10 days. I did, I just, I just had like a 10 day trip where I did level one on a weekend. Uh, no, sorry. Level two on a weekend, a level, a midweek yeah. level one, and then a level two on the weekend and, and the level two participants, it was all the same. It was all, um, they would coach for a couple minutes and they'd be like, I think it's good. And I would just ask them, like, could it be better? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, then keep going. And they're like, mm-hmm. where do I start? And I'm like, pick somewhere, just pick something. And if it's not perfect, fix it you know, and, and just trying to get people to turn that light switch on that, like, okay, is not good enough. Mm-hmm. That is when that's when I think you start to open up your eyes. to like, you watch people move and you're like, Oh, my God, I can fix so much more on all of these yeah. people. And like, just because it's not a disaster doesn't mean it's good enough. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's it always, it's always people, been tough yeah. for me to like, like express that to people.
1: But what you what, what you have, and everyone on staff has is that exact same mindset, but with your coaching as well. Yeah, You know, everything that we say on the weekend, like we, we do, like I, yes. when I tell people like, you got to watch what you're looking for, you got to, you know, and I'm telling them to be better at, at movement. I'm, I try to look at the way I coach and I I think of the class that I just gave and I'm like, how literally, how can I have made that one better? Like mm-hmm. was, you know, was Lauren having a good time in my, class? like, did yes. I, like, I actually think about that and, and I didn't always think like that and that's what we kind of try and tell our coaches and it's really hard to tell part-time coaches that and to have them have the same kind of like passion and understanding yeah. but you it, it has to go through your mind like you have to yeah. ask yourself at the end of the class and your that's what you know that's the name of your podcast but was that the best hour of the day like could I have done better god damn
0: it yeah and it's um it's just something that i've It's like some people just don't they don't know what they don't know so we have to we have to like what you said which is once once you saw somebody run a top-notch class like it's and again it's no different than like playing sports when you when you go up against a hockey player or somebody who's good at basketball and you're like oh that's really good
1: mm-hmm. I can't
0: lie to myself about like where I'm at anymore I'm like well I sure as shit can't do that like that I yeah. can, I'm i not that capable so I got to get back to work and I yeah. think the the key has always been what I've always tried to do is like constantly trying to get that feeling over and over. Like, it which is kind of weird is like constantly trying to put myself in a position where I feel inadequate. All But all because all it does is drive me to be a better coach. It's like, yeah, at what, at what point am I going to no longer feel that way? I, I don't know, probably never, because it's just not in my nature, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: we have we have something a little bit on on that same um, mindset or, or thought process is like, at the gym, we have obviously Pete and myself, and then we have uh, another partner, uh, Reza, who I started the gym with, actually. Reza and I started the gym, okay. and we brought Pete on later on. Um, mm. He's actually on kids' staff. And the other day, we were talking about, like, you know, um, you know why is the gym successful, and where could it be better, and, and what could we do to change, and blah, blah, blah. And I told him, like, I think the gym is really good because we're in constant competition. Yeah. I'm like, and Reza was like, what do you mean? I'm like, Reza, when you're in my class, I want to give the best class possible because I want you to see it. <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking like, I want to be a better, like, I want to be a better coach. than you. Yeah. Like I want to be a better coach than Pete, just like I want to be a better athlete than Pete. Yeah. You know, it's like, and I'm, I'm extremely happy if he is a better coach than me or, or tries to be as well, but that's yeah. the competition. Yeah. You know, so like, if I'm just stagnant or, or just getting used to the way I coach classes or, or used to my members, then resident P are getting an edge on me, you know? So like, that's kind of yeah. how I'm thinking. Like I always want to impress them. If they're in my class, I want to impress them. If any of my coaches are in my class, I want them to leave the class thinking like, Holy shit, that was an unreal class. No, and it's, that's why I asked myself that after. It's like, was it a, an unreal class?
0: W- yeah. Now that you're bringing that up, I, I do that. So you get you. So you have three coaches at your facility. They're on seminar staff. I have myself yeah. and another coach. So Cassidy okay. is is my head coach here. And now that you cool. say that, I I do that too. Yeah. Like he might not even be in the class. He might just be in the gym, and I'll be like, I'm going to mm-hmm. try to smash this class, and then yeah. Like, yeah. like I want, like I want them to walk away thinking, almost thinking, like I don't know if I could do that.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Let's take that even deeper. I think about that, and then I'm like, well, wait a minute. Is that just about me or is that about my members, you know? But then I'm like, well, wait a minute. If I want to give the best fucking class possible, that means everyone in the class will benefit from
0: that. Yes, exactly. You
1: know, so it's like, obviously the relationship is, but it, it, almost, sta- it almost starts at like this selfish mm. need of being the, the best coach possible.
0: Well, but I, I think I, it's, I, it is selfish, but it's kind of not selfish. So I think there's a difference between like, I, like I want to compete and I want to win versus like, I'm doing this so that everybody will recognize me. And I don't think that's where like true yeah. competitors, true competitors don't think like that, that like, I, in my mind, like losers think like that. Like they're like, mm-hmm. I, I want people, I want people to shower me and with, with love and affection. I'm like, I don't actually care. But what I do care about is like, I want to compete like, and if nobody sees this one-on-one competition that we have, like, yeah, I'm, yeah, totally, yeah. I'm totally cool with that. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, it just, it like, it gets me fired up. So, yeah. um, so do you guys regular give each other feedback at the, at the facility? Um, to
1: each other? Not that often, not mm-hmm. that often in on like our classes, mainly because we do get a lot of feedback like during our seminars and stuff like yeah. that. So you know, we, we leave that um, to the weekend. Um, yep. We do give each other feedback on, like, other things. Obviously, like, we all have our different um, jobs at the gym. Like, Reza takes care of the, all the programming. Pete is mm-hmm. all the class planning. And then I'm kind of the behind the scenes and the social media and stuff like that. So we we'll to each other like that. Like, hey, have you thought of trying this or doing that? Yep. Um, we'll give a lot of feedback uh, to the coaches at the gym. We have, I think, seven or eight uh, other coaches. One of them is, is full time, so we'll give okay. them a lot of feedback, and we'll organize like every every once in a while, like a full week of of uh, like feedback sessions. Where, okay. so us three, we we've kind of established that uh, that mentor mentee relationship that got we it. have on staff just mm-hmm. at the gym. So Pete's got you know two or three of our coaches. I have two or three, and then does. so we kind of take care of of our group. Um, but, yeah, uh, to each other, not that much right like, yeah, we don't I'll, we uh,
0: don't either yeah. it's it's more it's more just it's more like in passing it's yeah. it'll be a question about, hey, how did you do this during your class like
2: mm-hmm.
0: or or like, hey, I was just walking through this this progression that I'm trying out, like try it out, and let me know what you think like i I don't know if it's gonna work or not stuff like that, but yeah, yeah it's, it's it's much less to at least to he and I uh like that kind of like official feedback it's more so yeah. i do that with some of the other coaches though or just kind of them to the side and you know run through a lesson plan with them or stuff like that so um something
1: that's a little more frequent i don't know if you do this is i'll finish a class and sometimes i won't be happy with like something i did or how something went and i'll like i'll go fishing for that like i'll go talk to pete and Rez and be like what would you guys like what did you do here yeah,
2: you know, yeah i yeah. tried
1: this and like i didn't like it um you know, how did you coach this morning or whatever without yeah. them necessarily like seeing it or being there. So, yeah. But, and being able to bounce ideas with people and just yeah, going back and forth. is huge. Like I don't understand how people run affiliates by themselves. Like it's oh, man. so
0: hard. That would be, well, I do because I used to do it and it was lonely, man. It was not just like yeah. lonely, like I'm in here by myself, but like it was like mentally lonely. It's just like, mm-hmm. man, I don't have anybody to like, answer with to bounce ideas off of to be creative to like to challenge my thought process on things and to mm-hmm. to, to provide some other input on things how do you yeah. so 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 you guys have three owners at the gym yeah so that's pretty rare
1: yeah it is
0: so, so clearly luckily, so like, my, yeah. my 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 first question is who 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 was on seminar staff first you or pete me okay yeah. So you have the you have the authority there <laughs>
1: Um, a little bit, but he's, he's yeah, catching yeah. up. He's catching up. There
0: you up. go. Um, he's no, but up my, the
1: seminars for sure.
0: Yeah, that. But so, my question is uh, I'm not a, actually, I don't know that I'm aware of any affiliates that have three owners. So, that's a unique scenario. And I know mm-hmm. right out of the gate, you know, we don't have to talk numbers, but, you know, first, first, yeah, if you know anything about running an affiliate, you're like, okay, so je- first of all, they generate enough revenue to pay three people on a head coach. And then, secondly, how like how does that split work it not not it, not in regards to percentage but how do you have a, essentially three cooks in the kitchen and how do you balance that relationship of like this is your swim lane this is my swim lane this is your swim lane
1: mm-hmm. um well first of all like someone told me to get a partner when we, when i first wanted to open up a gym and i think that's really the best advice yeah one of the best advice i've i've, I've huh. received and and you say, huh, right? Because people say, like, no, maybe, you know, watch out for partners. It's, you know, it's like a marriage, and it can end yeah. badly. You know, all you hear about is these terrible stories. And knock on wood, we don't have any yet. But, and I've, I, I've had this chat with an affiliate owner in Ottawa when he was talking. And, and he's like, oh, you guys are lucky. You know, you guys are too. You, you guys are, you have a partner. I'm like, dude, that has nothing to do with luck. But what I'm yeah. lucky about. Here's what I'm lucky for. I'm lucky that we get along so well, but it was a conscious decision to go out yeah. and get a go out and get a partner. So that was that was one hundred percent. I w- did not want to get into it uh by myself. And I I don't think I had the, the knowledge or the, the expertise in CrossFit to do it by myself. Right. So I I needed to fulfill that void and that's what Reza did for me. He was more experienced in CrossFit, he was a better coach. Mm. You know, so that's why we, we molded the two and, and it it was awesome but the the roles the roles in the how do you stay in your own lane Um, that's a really good question man because honestly up until recently we haven't really set real lines
0: so, which makes we, it even more interesting, which means you guys know, are kind of know. you guys are kind of living off of like the good dude rule, which is like we're all good yeah. dudes, we like each other, we can sort this out. Yeah. Okay.
1: So in terms of like so in terms of like back end stuff, like percentage or percentages and, and that's, yeah, that's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and um so it was only about recently that we started paying each other different wages, different okay uh, salaries. Yeah so just based on the work and the amount of classes that that the people were doing cuz I think that's another thing that affiliate owners don't do they don't pay themselves for classes yep. and then anyway so we were like okay so these are the classes we coach this is the the stuff that we do outside <clears throat> and for a little while it was uh it was basically even so we we figured out like hey, you do this I do this he does this that's even across the board so we'll we'll add you know, X amount of dollars on top of all the classes that we coach as their mm-hmm. salaries. So, yep. um, and then it was when we started. Um, so for the programming we, we did for a long time, I would program three weeks, Reza would program three weeks and then Pete would program three weeks. And then we finally yep. decided to just give it all to Reza. Yep. Um, and it was when we also decided to sell the NCR program and just have like more of a, a streamlined process. We said, okay, well, Pete's gonna take care of this. I'll take care of this portion, and then Reza's is gonna take care of that. And so, to be honest, it's been—it was a little wishy-washy at who was doing what for a long time. Yeah. Um, and then finally, we were able to just, you know, set some uh, set some some real parameters. But having said so, that, since the beginning, I've always been the back end guy—the the, the the accounting, yeah. the bookkeeping, um, the membership management software. But and Reza's has always been. You know, answering emails, uh, face to face, programming,
0: uh, okay. like that, yeah. So mm-hmm. on that note, um, so you guys have that kind of like sparsed out between the three of you and everybody's kind of mm-hmm. got like probably what their is where their skill set lies. And yeah. then from a standpoint of what do you think makes in a like what do you think makes in a, a successful affiliate? Like obviously you guys are doing it. Um like you guys are in meaning, like, and like, I really get bent about that statement, which is like, mm-hmm. we run a successful affiliate. And I'm like, what does that mean? Well, I, if you're, if you're making a living running your affiliate, like that's a successful affiliate. So clearly mm-hmm. you guys mm-hmm. are doing that, but what do you think is it that makes you guys a successful affiliate?
1: Um, man.
0: Or maybe not even you guys, I, just like no, in general, like, you know, yeah.
1: It's it's funny cuz I think like yeah we're a successful affiliate but man we could be so much more successful.
0: Yeah, you know, different like, conversation. So I agree with you yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like which um, which which we can encapsulate by literally everything we've talked about prior to this. So Yeah, yeah.
1: You're like, right, it's you're a right. foregone conclusion. Um, so successful affiliate, uh, I I really enjoy the fact that we're like you said like we're we're being able to um, create a living for for more than one person. So there's mm-hmm. essentially four of us that live off the gym. Um, up to your gym. Like, I don't care if you have a hundred members or 500 are people consistently showing up your gym every day. And like, that's the number that I look at every single day. How many people walk through the door? And then I, I put that on my top number of of uh, members. am yep. Like, how many is that? Is it fifty percent? Is it sixty percent? Did we did we only see thirty five percent of our members today? And on a daily basis, we see over fifty percent. Like to me, I think that's that's one thing that that makes a successful affiliate. Are people coming? I don't. After that,
0: yeah. yeah. I I don't think enough. I do I, I, you bring that up? Like I've always I've always seen like the numbers in the past were like roughly forty percent a day. Um but I would I would imagine that 50% is pretty high. Yeah. Like, and I bet you I bet you there's not a lot of people that track that, to be honest with you. Yeah. How long when did you start when did you guys start tracking that? I'm gonna grab my charger real quick.
1: Um started tracking that you know on an unofficial basis. Um when we actually just started having people sign into classes. Uh, so for a long, yeah, for a long time, I didn't even ask people to sign into classes. Uh, we only started that maybe like two years ago. Okay. Yeah. Cause we don't have a cap on classes. So we're just like, whatever no, we, people sign in. Yeah. And I was, um, uh, I was very on top of, of who owed money and, and bills and everything like that. So we yeah. need that. But once I started losing track of that and, you know, more members in the gym and you just need to have more of a, of, um of a process there and just no way of tracking anything. If you don't have people signing into your gym, right? That, like you, yeah,
0: that number, that yeah. is for sure. The other thing, so if you're tracking attendance, you're obviously tracking people who are absent and then like, what yeah. are you guys, what are yeah. you guys doing with those people that you haven't seen in however many days it is? Yeah. Are you looking for your charger?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for mine too. I'm going to go find mine. Um. But that's always important right it's like it's something that like most people don't like I, I would i would venture to say like that that is like a major flaw for a lot of crossfit gyms is they're they're mm-hmm. like that's where like the globo gym well, not the Globo gyms where the orange theories of the world probably do significantly better is yeah. just better like, processes and- yeah that process for doing that and i was it's funny that you brought that up cause it was actually something I was digging into earlier today. Cause like I've never been super happy with some of the tracking metrics, um, in some of the software systems cause it like doesn't, it's not always the easiest to find out if so-and-so hasn't been here in a week. <clears throat> and I, and I, yes, I understand that. Well, if you know your members, you should just remember. And I'm like, okay, cool. In theory. However, like I've got a billion things rolling through my mind and I'm, not on the floor for every single class. So how in the hell am I supposed to remember 85 people um, that it's just not realistic. So I'm constantly trying to figure out a better way to like systematically because then you run into the other thing, which is like people don't want to check in. That's like, God damn it. That's so hard. So what do you guys do? Uh,
1: Well, what we did for, for, um it's been a process man but like obviously every new member that walks in and that's just the way that we do things so um they don't have an issue adhering to that but the it's basically we just set up an ipad right beside the whiteboard and i just write the name on the board that's on the ipad and if it's if your name's on the board well you didn't sign in. sorry go sign in or you don't get a score on the board um yeah and then it's like you know or you know during the warm-up i'll just Take a look at attendance and see who hasn't signed in. and Just yeah. be like, hey, you didn't sign in, and that's that's the beauty of it. It's like, oh yeah, well you know my bill is due in my head I'm like, yeah, I know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm very aware of that actually. Um, but yeah, so and but we're talking about like data and tracking, like a lot of it's it is it is hard and you kind of have to dig in their membership software to go find some some important information, but yes people weren't showing up but also like do are do the people that or have were the people inside your gym 3 months ago like how many of those people are still there like that mm-hmm. you know that churn rate or a year yeah. ago or yeah. 6 months and there's a lot of like reports and changing this and dates and that and like in in the membership software like just give me that number you know i think yeah. that's a super valuable statistic to have like an inner percent yeah percent form and i think the crossfit gyms would probably be a little bit higher than than normal gyms obviously but um i think would be surprised like there's a pretty there's still a pretty big turnover rate like even in our gym you know we have a lot of members but we we i mean People leave, people move, people cancel their memberships. Yeah. People think it's too expensive, you know, or new people come. In. So yeah. that statistic there is, is pretty important. Like where do you spend your money on getting new members or keeping the ones that you have?
0: Yes. And, you know, and
1: I, and we've probably heard this, like it's way cheaper to keep new, keep members and to go get new ones. But at the end of the day, people are going to leave. So you still have to go out there and search yes. for new members.
0: Yeah, which is a tough topic. And the the answer is just like everything else in CrossFit is like you have to do both. You have to do everything possible to keep who you have. But you absolutely cannot ignore the fact that like if you're not developing, you know, the the subset of sales and bring in new Mm -hmm. people, like you are in deep shit. Like because Mm -hmm. we can all... We can all hang our hat on like we have the best coaching, we have a great community, we have like you know really low churn rate, blah 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 blah. But I mean that is the nature of the gym business is turnover. Like it's like, it's it's one of those things where like when you look at it and you look at like how often you're gonna have to resell or replace somebody, it's almost you look at those mm-hmm. metrics like why would anybody do that for a business? <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like that's really worth it. Wait a minute. You mean they're only gonna stay for three months? And like we have people that have been with us for years. I mean, like, I would say most of our, the bulk of our members with us are like more than three years. Um, yeah. But we do have the other ones that are here for like six months. And then they're just like, ah, oh, just not for me anymore. And I'm like, God, like, how did we fail on that? Like, what did we not deliver? You know? Yeah. Do you um, ever wonder, like, what, how can someone be so into
1: CrossFit and fitness and working out for like three, four five months and then stop? I don't get like, it. What happened? I don't yeah. get it. Like, how do you not like? And they've seen the benefit. Like, I we've you've seen it happen. Like, someone comes for a year, loses a shitload of weight, feels great, comes all the time, and then just like fizzles out. And that doesn't just go to another gym. Just stops.
0: Stops. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't. I think my thesis on that is like they didn't love it or they didn't feel. um wanted in the community. Right. So like the reality is like we we both have been running affiliates long enough to know that most people don't leave CrossFit gyms because they had like a bad experience. They leave because they for whatever reason became indifferent to the experience, absent mm-hmm. of like the exercise, meaning like they I don't know, name any number of weird things that are kind of like intangible. Like nobody said their name enough times or like we didn't reach out and text them and ask them why they weren't there or You know, they had a, they didn't get a PR for a while. And, and, and the reality, like we both know that that doesn't even really matter because they dropped, you know, 12 pounds of body fat. So I think that's why. And it's like, sometimes it's just really tough and we all, and we get emotionally attached to that. We're just like, God, man, like you're doing, like you're going to, you don't know it yet, but like, you're going to regret that at some point. Like,
1: yeah. yeah. And it's hard to not take that personally as well. Right. It's like, man, this guy's getting... They're they're getting results. They seem like they're enjoying it, and then I just start thinking like, did I do something like? Yes. You no, know, it's, it's like a breakup. It's like, is it me? What? <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> and I think honestly, like after a little while, a couple years of owning the gym, I still think about that, but I have to let that go. Like, yeah, yeah you know what? Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it was you. Maybe he just didn't like you, and that's the nature of of these small businesses, right? Yes. We're built on community. And it's very, very possible that people come to your gym for a couple of months and they realize, eh, that Paul guy, I I don't I, you know, I don't really like him.
0: He's too intense. You
1: know? <laughs> yeah, maybe. You know, so I'm gonna go somewhere else. And that's totally fine. Yeah. Cool. Go go find the community that, that you enjoy that yes. makes sure that you keep moving.
0: Yes. And that I've I've I have always said this and I will always say this. I would prefer that somebody does CrossFit in somebody else's facility than not do it mm-hmm. at all. Like, if you left my That's facility absolutely. and you had one of two options, which was not do it or do it at somebody else's facility, 100% yeah. of the time I'm taking to doing it at somebody else's facility. Like, yeah. I would just prefer that. Um, yeah.
1: And then you hear where they go and you're like, No! Oh!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why? So on that note, so you guys, uh, so NCR, or CrossFit NCR, you guys offer affiliate. Well, you guys offer like a multiple, multiple tracks of programming. And mm-hmm. in your programming, what do you guys like have a goal in your programming? Like, what are you trying to achieve in your programming, either for the affiliate or the athletes for those coaches?
1: Um, so for, for our goal for the affiliate is just to make their lives easier. And yeah. you know, just like, like any other Affiliate programming that's out there, which is a lot. Once you yeah. do your research, everyone's selling affiliate programming, um, and it's to, to kind of use that affiliate model to build a connection with them. Um, yeah. You know, you try to build a connection with your members. I like to build a connection or try to with the affiliates that are on board. And I know that that you know on a on a larger scale, that's probably not possible. But we're still super small. Um, you know, and what we try to do is just we want we want affiliates to to run better classes like we want them to to just find a way to 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 or help them find a way to to give a better product not that they're not giving a a, a good product uh to start with but just helping them uh with that um and it's hard it's it's hard because you know programming is programming and yeah and it, it really it doesn't matter what program you're following, but it's, it's the structure of the class and making sure that, you know, it's pre- programmed accordingly with the warm up, with the skill and that, you know, in the the planning of that class, that there's, you know, proper progression and that there's a nice flow to the class. So our goal and, and you see, I'm, I'm just talking about the affiliate because basically that's all I care about. Yeah. Like I want, I want people on the NCR program as individuals. But what that creates is that person doing that workout by themselves in the corner of another person's gym, and I don't like that. Yeah, no, Basically, I agree. Right? And
0: I, I ask because we're getting ready to to launch our programming, and I feel yeah. the same way. Like we're going to launch Best Hour Programming; it's going to be entirely affiliate based. Uh, we're going to have individual track programming if they want it, but I don't. Yeah, I don't particularly care about that. Um, mm-hmm. What I want to do is is the same thing you do, which is I want people to have like the best hour of their day, and I think people could do better there and it's not because they're not trying to do a good job. It's because they don't know any better. Like we already discussed. So what is it? I I guess two questions. The first one is what do you think it is most affiliates and coaches could do better in that 60 minute window?
1: Um, What could they do better? They could coach. (laughs)
0: All right. So elaborate. I I think you and I are both. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: for sure. But it's, it's actually to be, To to not just be engaged for that hour, but to actually coach, to give people, you know, tangible things to do in their movement to help them better. To to help them move better or it's just, you know, to actually watch them move, be incorrect and, and, you know, help them. you know it's it's a stupid answer and it's a quick one, but it's just to coach more like we you're not just explaining the the workout at the whiteboard you gotta you gotta get in there you gotta you know during the warm up you gotta talk to them, you gotta watch them move uh you know during the workout everything um so I think one of the reasons why we give that class outline is not necessarily like, hey, follow this to a t minute by minute it's just to give reminders like hey we're te- we're we're going over this today." Here's the, a suggested progression. Here are things to look for. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, like, oh, if if a person doesn't do that already, they'll read that as a coach and be like, oh, okay, then I'll start looking at that. And maybe, you know, I'll, I'll see something. Or it's just a reminder, like, get in there. Like, every rep is, is an opportunity for, for you as a coach to jump in. Um, and and that's, that's kind of the goal there. What I- could they do better? Coach, get in there.
0: I, I, and I think I asked that question. I knew what you were going to say, but I asked it yeah. because I think it's important to people to hear that specifically coming from somebody like you, who, you know, is a competitive athlete who has lived a large part of their CrossFit life, doing probably pretty high volume training. Um, mm-hmm. and, but still understands and grasps what should be happening in a 60 minute window and what the effect on that in, on your members is because I I, mm-hmm. I would agree, you know, like we were just down in Raleigh and, you know, we had an awesome experience at, uh, at every gym that we went to, we went to 10 gyms in four days, but I walked away with the same thing. And I'm like, man, I'm like, what's happening here is amazing. Like people are getting fitness, they're losing weight. They're having a good time. I was like, but they could all, they could all get coached a little bit better. And I, and I, mm-hmm. and some people might be listening to this and thinking like, well, it's kind of a dick thing to say it's not like it's the truth like in my affiliate as well like we can always do things better and that is like the goal right and i and i think that if we would if if affiliates would look at what their service is and and treat it the same way we do in the level 2 which is like hey we're not calling you out because you're a bad person we're calling you out because they could be better right it's nothing it has nothing to do with you like it's just be yeah. like there's a, you could be more efficient. Like you could say this better. You could, you know, run through this progression faster. You could explain it a little bit more clearly. Like you could do all of those things. And I don't think enough of us put a, like a, like a fine enough, um, kind of like lens on that aspect of the, you know, everybody's like, we have great programming. Like the facility is great. We got skiers and we got all this other crap. And I'm like, cool. I don't yeah. care. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: and and you're also, you know, from, from your point of view, you're also trying to, to, to coach better, right? Like yeah. You're also, during your class, at the end of your class, like I said earlier, like, you look back, and you're like, did I actually coach everyone? Did I give everybody a little something? You know, and, and you know, I can think back in my class this morning, like, near the end, I was like, oh, man those people in the corner like I didn't get to them as much as I wanted to you know and I remember thinking like damn it right so um yeah I felt the same way the other
0: day I was teaching I was trying I was like I've been playing around with like different like I've been trying to come up with like different progressions to teach the skier because it's Mm -hmm. like it's fairly intuitive and it's like yeah you can get on there and just pull but most people don't do it very well and I'm like man how can I get these people to do this right and learn to like you know, move their hips and then their hands, even though they already know that, but they're not doing it here for some reason. And it's like walking. And I was like in there by myself, like doing it, and like, and then I tried it in the next class, and I'm like, nope, nah, it didn't work. I didn't really like it. Like, like yeah. I got to find a better way to do this. You know?
1: Hey, you're trying different things. That's amazing. Um, and it's like, um, so sometimes when I think that, and you know, I answer your question by saying they should coach, it's like, like you said, like someone can be listening to this and say, what a dick. But like, we literally do everything. That we tell our participants to do, yeah, like in terms of just trying to think about getting better and looking for faults and seeing, correcting, and all that jazz. Like we do it too, man. So it's like I could be a better coach, and if if the experience that I have, I can put on paper and and send it to an affiliate owner to say, hey, read this. This is how I would lead this class. Hopefully this helps. And that's you know that's the service that that we sell that we offer. That's cool. Yeah. And there's enough affiliates worldwide, man. You know, it's, yeah. it's not a saturated market, right? There's, there's,
0: no, there's 15,000
1: affiliates. 000. And, and a lot of them need help. A lot of them need help.
0: I think, I think collectively we all could use help in, in some aspect or another, like nobody's immune to it. And it's just like, yeah. find out what works for you the best. And you know, like, um, and we like at best hour of their day, like we never really intended to to write programming. Cause it, you know, it's just kind of like, well, why would we write programming? We're not like special. Like most people that do that are like games level folks. And I'm like, what's well, not the point? Like, we're not sending people to the games. I'm like, I know how to run a fucking good class. Like I also know how to write lesson plans and I know how to put together progressions, and mm-hmm. I know where people get tripped up in their classes, right? So I was like, we, I look at it this way: is it's just, like we're gonna like our programming largely what yours is too. What it sounds like is. I'm designing a program that gets people fitter and develops your coaches simultaneously. Right? So I'm actually I'm actually chasing the coaches via the programming because that is the fundamental thing that we all have to navigate every single day, which is like you come in there's a workout and I'm like everything is built on top of the workout like whatever it is it's like the experience is built on top of the workout. The lesson plan is built on top of the workout. The coach's ability to see teach see and correct and group manage a group is all built on top of that workout. So, for me, it's like I don't really care about the workout, like to some extent, it's really hard to write shitty programming, like yeah, you know it's just
1: like yeah yeah, it's you easy know, to, yeah,
0: yeah you know it, it, like it's it's fairly simple if you keep it simple, but that but like we're gonna build everything on top of that, so and it sounds like that's like what you that. guys are doing, which is like you know giving coaches something to think about, which is like, hey, use this Bergner progression and and or mm-hmm. try this handstand push up progression or something like that, so that's cool yeah. that that's what I think people. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's, and I think there's a lot of people that are just giving programming, but not giving the coaching aspect of it. And I think,
1: yeah, or they'll, they'll give coaching notes or whatever, and talk about stimulus, but like, I mean, a lot of people can do that, right? There's a, there's a lot out there. So you got to shop around and and see what, um, what kind of value you're getting for,
0: for the for the, you're paying for sure. That's really cool. Do you guys have any, do you guys, uh, do you guys do any like yearly goals for the gym, for the affiliate?
1: Um, no, no, I, I have a number, I have a number of athletes that I'd like to be at, um, but not on a yearly basis. Okay. Just like, yeah, I feel like I, we can, we have the capacity for another 100 members. What Um, do you have
0: now? like 330 so i love that you said that because i have i have this weird probably grandiose belief that every crossfit gym can have 400 athletes now i don't know how to i don't know how to do that but i do think that's a real scenario
1: yeah and and here's my math okay (laughs) you have you see 50 percent of people on a daily basis so you have 400 members you have 200 people walking through your door you have you have 20 people per class, 10 classes a day, boom, anybody can have 400 members. What you. is stopping you from having 400 members? You. It's not size, it's, exactly. It's not size of the facility, it's not the equipment that you have. You can have 10 classes a day, 20 people in every class and, and, and run a, a good affiliate in 5,000 square feet, 3,000 square feet, 10,000, it doesn't matter. So um, yeah, So 400 is definitely doable. Uh, it's possible. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's you, it's, it's the affiliate. And it comes back to when you were asking like, what makes you guys a successful affiliate? A lot of affiliates are going to say this, but man, we have the, we have unreal coaches. It's just like we spend so much time developing ourselves as coaches, developing our, our new coaches, you know, through our internship process and everyone will say like, yeah, we have an internship process. Cool. It's great that you have one. As good as ours. Yeah, and in, well, in my think,
0: head. I think you guys can say that because like your coaches now have credentials, like they've been vetted through the highest levels. Right. And I think that's different than where like pe- everybody says they have great coaches. But my question is always like, based on what, like you think they're great. That's like, that's like me being like, I'm handsome because my mom says I'm handsome. Like, yeah, my yeah. mom loves me and I could be, you know, cross-eyed. And she'd be like, you're the best. You're my, f- She's- uh, my, mom, yeah. <laughs> my mom, my mom, my mom would be like, you're my favorite son. I'd be like, mom, I'm your only son. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever you know you're the best you know so i think it's like we have to stop looking at our 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 own affiliates through rose-colored glasses and be like are my coaches really that good or am i just saying that because it makes me feel good you know yeah. um so. what
1: i often think fern is i'll think if i put this coach in front of you know jason or in front of austin coaching a class what would they think would i be embarrassed would i be happy would i be proud and that's a sort of thought yeah. process. I think like, then it's, if I'm not happy with that, then it's my job as, a, as an affiliate owner to make sure that this person is good, not just for the, for the product that we're offering, but just, well, basically actually for that, for the product that we're offering. Right. Yeah. Am I, am I proud of this? I,
0: I feel the same way. And I, I look at it a little bit differently. Yeah. like even on a more like egregious scale, which is anybody that says that I'm like, would you be willing to flip on Facebook live and just have your whole class for the world to see? And I'm like, there's a lot of people that would fucking backpedal real quick if I was like that. Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel like we could do that, but I'm also fully aware that like we could be better and there would be absolute legit, legitimate criticism of what we do and that's okay. But I'm mm-hmm. But I'm not embarrassed of what people would see. Like I'd be like, you're going to see a great class that is just like anything else that could be improved and because that there at no point is that not a scenario but anytime it's like well we have great coaches I'm like how great is great like you're gonna put that on the old interwebs and see if it's great or what like you know
1: yeah I think you asked me a good question during the podcast if I if I remember correctly um when we did it with Pete and it was like how how do you get better as a coach? Like you say, like, get better, get better, you know, but like, how do you do that? Mm -hmm. How does someone do that at their affiliate by themselves without the luck of getting on staff and being exposed to, to all the great trainers in the world? Like, and seeing all these people squatting and deadlifting that aren't your regular members. Like how do people actually go out and get better?
0: I think, I actually don't think it's hard. I just think it's, The same way you and I got better at hockey and basketball. And I don't know how much film you watched of yourself playing hockey, but I watched somebody watched you play hockey. Like I know for me, I watched endless hours of film of basketball of myself, not because I wanted to see myself play basketball because I analyzed every possible thing that was going on at the court at any given time. And I don't think there's any reason people can't do that for their CrossFit classes you know, like set up a GoPro in the corner and just watch yourself coach a class. Even if you don't know anything about what you're looking at, I guarantee you, you would find something to critique yourself on. Yeah. I 100% guarantee you, you would be like, I talk too much or this logistical layout was a nightmare or I was late simply because the clock on the wall in this video says that I started the class at five Oh three and it's the class starts Mm -hmm. at five, you know? So I think, you know, I don't, I don't think people should rely solely on video, but it's a pretty powerful tool just to like, yeah. just smash yourself, you know?
1: So watch yourself and get other eyes on you, but you know, that's all tough stuff to find.
0: Well, that's the point, right? Is like, I, if I can watch the video, I can give it to anybody else to watch it. Like you can, you can put an hour's worth of video on Vimeo. Like you have to go mm-hmm. home and download it, but like, whatever, do you want to get better or not? Is my question. Like let yeah. that shit upload overnight and then send it to somebody be like, watch this. and be like. You know, like and any one of us would be happy to do that. You know? Okay. So that's that's what I think people to do. I don't think people are seeking it out. That's that's my personal opinion. So
1: they get comfortable,
0: right? They're yeah. comfortable in their affiliate. Yeah. Or they're afraid of or they're afraid of finding out that they're not that good, like you and I both did at some point. We're just like, God, I suck at this. Like I should probably get better. You know
1: what a realization. <laughs> Change my life. Changed my life. Uh, it's, true, oh, though. It's, it's so just, great. It just it made everything different made everything different it's like when i realized i was a shitty coach
0: yeah i mean and i
1: and i, and I keep telling myself that
0: yeah every day i'm like yeah, god yeah. like these people really pay me for this uh, <laughs> uh, no i some days i feel like that but like that's a sliding skill right like it's like my mm-hmm. bad day is not the same as somebody else's bad day and vice versa yeah so yeah my goal is to but never. Sometimes
1: my goal is to certain- like, go ahead I was gonna say sometimes you finish your class and you're like I fucked it. I destroyed that.
2: Oh yeah, you know what I mean. 100. percent Yeah, there's some days. <laughs> so the opposite days is always yeah. just
0: like God. I uh, I'm like that was the greatest class of all time. Like that. <laughs> everybody got their fitness on, had fun. Yeah. Timeline was so time- just like, just like when you
1: think you have a great class or a bad class, like I don't know, I don't know how much people actually see that or realize it. You know, because like sometimes I'll finish a class, i go to my wife. And she's like, "What's wrong?" I'm like, "Ah, that that was a shit class. Like, yeah. you know, this happened and that." She's like, "Well, I think everyone had a great time. Like, I, nobody noticed any of that, so wow. you're fine." Well,
0: you know? that's why. That's why I think. I think you, at some point, other people don't notice it because the skill set gets to a point where, like, the things that you notice are not noticeable to the untrained eye. Yeah. You know? So does
1: that help you kind of let go of, of a lot of things, right? Like. <sighs>
0: No, because I still judge myself on it. And I'm just like, I'm like, that's unacceptable. Like what, like, like what that shouldn't happen. I've been doing this too long. And then I'm like, "Mm, every, you're always going to like, nobody's immune to that. It's going to happen. But I, I think it was, I think it was James who uh Hobart who like hit me with this one I and mean, then this was about seminar but I took it into my classes which and he was like giving me some feedback on like running groups and and just lectures in general and I don't I don't think it was anything specific to me but it was just kind of more like a lesson which is like listen mistakes happen right like you're going to be over you're going to be under like you're going to forget things like all of that is part of the whole process he goes that's not what's important or or kind of like what I think his words were like that's not what I'll get upset about. He's like, I'll get upset if you don't know why. If you're just kind of like aimlessly floating around and you don't know why your class was late or why your lecture was over or why you're, or like you don't know that your group is running over. He goes, now we have a problem because there's a lack of awareness there. But like what you said is like, you're immediately doing an evaluation of your class afterwards, just like I am. And you know, if, if you walked up to me immediately after a class, I can tell you all the things that I would change about it immediately. I'm like, I lost four minutes over there. I forfeited two at the whiteboard because they were messing around. I should have broken the rowers out sooner. Like, all those things. Like, I know that stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's what I don't think enough people are – I think they, they clock in and then they clock out, and there's no critical evaluation of what they just did each time they step on the floor. Yeah.
1: So. How do you have that if you're just a coach and an affiliate and you don't own it?
0: It's tough think, too, right? Yeah, I think you – well, yeah. But I think I think there's just some intrinsic, like, either you want to do this or you don't, you know. Yeah um yeah. but that's another that's another discussion about incentivizing people to want to do it for a living you know like mm-hmm. like you stated earlier it's hard to it's hard to really push hard on somebody who does this part-time so
1: yeah um
0: cool well dude this has been awesome um yeah dude, thanks for having me man Yeah, absolutely dude anything else you want the folks to know about paul haas tremblay or
1: oh man Smith. Maybe for another episode. Okay, have me back on. I like this.
0: I'll have you back on. We'll end. Yeah. So we'll. I'll hit up Pete. I'll get Pete on there. We'll talk about he's, how he's now surpassed you as a competitive athlete, and then, <laughs> and then, uh, and then you I think dick. I think it'd be cool to have you guys both on. So uh, yeah, we'll set it up, bro. Uh, yeah, awesome, man. Cool. Enjoy your weekend off, dude. I know I got one Thank off You too. You so. too um all right guys if you guys got questions for paul or just about anything they got or about their affiliate programming hit us up we'll pass you guys on um but you can just look it up just ncr crossfit or is it crossfit ncr it's crossfit ncr yeah, yeah
1: CrossFit and we sell the, the ncr program.
0: program yeah yeah. Uh, hit it up check it out uh there's some good stuff in there i was looking at it before uh, we hopped on the podcast so uh cool. if you got questions guys hit us up and we will see you next time thanks brother see you dude thanks again for listening to best hour of their day just a reminder Fern and I have an
1: amazing new show called Dropping In, premiering on our YouTube
2: channel in early 2020. Be sure to head over to the Best Hour of Their Day YouTube channel now. Subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes. You've probably heard us talking about it, summarizing some of our trip.
1: You can see some highlights up on our Instagram as well, at Best Hour of Their Day. But I promise you, you're not going to want to miss out. So subscribe now.
2: Thanks for everything you do. Thanks for letting us be a part of your lives. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Tune in tomorrow for another episode of Best Hour of Their Day.